Hi, and welcome. This is Susan Patang from The Quiet Zone Coaching, and you're listening to Dear Aunt Susan, I Need Divorce Advice. So I wanted to thank everybody for uh, listening. This is season three, and every season I've changed the focus a little bit. So the first season, we just talked about general stress, and the second season, we talked about finding the perfect partner for you. But then I started getting an awful lot of people asking me for help with their divorces. They were having a lot of trouble navigating all those overwhelming emotions that you feel. I talk, I talk a lot about that, about it being an emotional blender. So if you're stuck in that emotional blender and everything is, seems very overwhelming right now, I'm going to give you some tips and some tricks this season to get out of the emotional blender and learn how to start waking up happy again in the morning. So if you want to, you can learn more about me and what I do at www.thequietzonecoaching.com. Uh, but today, for right now, I wanted to talk about how to stop being a doormat. <laughs> Are you a doormat? So let's learn how to stop being steamrollered and start advocating for yourself. So being a doormat affects you during a divorce. It affects what happens to you and how you handle yourself. And even though that's what we're talking about is divorce, this information applies to just about any situation. So first of all, let's identify exactly what being a doormat even means. My definition is it's when you let other people treat you badly. And it means that you let other people take advantage of you. And it means that you're not standing up to defend yourself when you're being treated unfairly. When you're in the middle of a divorce, the professionals that you hire to help you should be treating you with the respect and consideration that you deserve, whether or not you're the moneyed party, whether or not you're the plaintiff in the proceeding, whether or not you're a professional, a tradesperson, or a day laborer, it doesn't really matter, okay? Um, and also, if you're a doormat, your ex will not only be well aware of that because they lived with you, but they are also going to be aware that they can use that to get what they want. They can stomp all over you and they know what buttons to push. So how do you really know? How can you tell if you're being a doormat or not? So we're going to talk about some of the, um, the symptoms of being a doormat. So one of the big ones is to that you perform a lot of acts of kindness for others. You will do just about anything, but you have strings attached. So you're going to expect a certain reaction or a certain benefit from that act of kindness. And usually that is going to be attention or approval. But then when you don't get that attention or approval, you don't get that expected result, you're going to start to resent it. And I know what this is because I used to be a, a doormat myself. And I remember telling a partner once that I slice myself open and spill my guts out for you and you don't care. Mm -hmm. Classic doormat. 
And that's also a manipulation too. It's a huge manipulation. Doormat behavior slides so easily into that victim behavior and victim behavior is how we manipulate other people. Even if we don't manipulate them to do things for us, we manipulate them in feeling bad for us because it keeps us stuck. It keeps us from having to do the hard work of making changes. So the message that you send out when you are being a doormat is if you love me, I'll do all these nice things for you just for loving me. But that's what it, what the price is, is that you want to be loved. The next symptom is then resentment, because that's going to start building into resentment. We're going to start resenting any time that we do something nice for others because it doesn't seem to get appreciated. So we're going to start to think that the reason that people don't like us is that just people in general don't like others who are nice. They're all mean, nasty bastards, right? So what does this all have to do with a divorce? And, I, and I'm going to explain that. We did talk a little bit about how your ex could take ex could take advantage of you. But when our need to be loved and our need for approval from others interferes with advocating for ourselves or setting limits on the ex or getting what we deserve in the divorce proceedings, it's it's time to stop. It's time to stand up, shake off the dust and learn that sometimes it's okay to not be quote unquote nice. Now, that doesn't mean that we should become crazy, irrational, screaming memes either. It means that we can we can be calm, self-confident, self-assured, and ask for what we want and need, as well as set limits when others treat us with less respect, less respect than what we deserve. <clears throat> you ex you. <laughs> okay. So the doormat personality usually arises from a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-love. That's why we're constantly looking for approval. We're looking for love. We're looking for attention. Negative attention and negative approval is better than nothing, isn't it? And we learn that a lot when we're, ch- we're children. So don't, you know, don't discount your experiences in childhood. So an easy way to start building a sense of self-esteem and of self-worth is to use one of my life mantras. And I'll, and I'll give that to you right now. It is, I'm a badass because. So you're going to use this life mantra over and over during the day as much as you possibly can. So maybe you're a badass because you got the kids on the on the bus on time, or you finished a report for your boss earlier, you remembered to pick up milk on the way home. Um, You might also be a badass because you asked your attorney to explain something that you didn't understand, or you took the time to assemble papers that you need for your accountant, or you might be a badass because you told your ex, no, it's your turn to have this kid, the kids this weekend, and they miss you. Use that mantra every time you do something good, no matter how small. And that's the point behind life mantras. What you're doing is you are teaching your subconscious. You are teaching that little devil on your shoulder um, that certain things that it's telling you are lies and untrue and you're not going to believe them. So you are enforcing the concept that you are a good person. You are a badass. And every time you recognize that and you tell yourself that and that that mantra is based in something that really happened, that little devil on your shoulder, it can't argue with you. It can't sabotage you. 
So here's another thing that you can do. Um, what you can do to shake off that doormat, doormat mentality is to perform some random acts of kindness. But the secret is, is to not expect any return or recognition. So do something anonymous. Do anonymous nice things for others that nobody's going to know that you did. And that and notice how that feels. Practice that. So now you can be sure that when you are doing something nice for somebody, that you don't have a hidden agenda or a price tag stuck on that good act of kindness. And then I want you to remember to tell yourself, I'm a badass for doing something truly kind and not something that has strings attached. This is just one of the ways that you can change that doormat mentality. Get life mantras to help you get through the tough days in one piece on my website. And where you want to go is www.thequietzonecoaching.com slash mantra. Go there and you will have free access to this article that has a whole bunch of uh, life mantras and ways that it, that will help you to get through the day in one, get through your days in one piece. Until next week, um, have a wonderful, awesome, amazing day. I'm Susan Patang from The Quiet Zone Coaching. Namaste.